0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: hello and welcome to meet the manager my name is joe uh, Our a regular catch-up with the best advice from some of the community's most notable fpl managers continues yes we focus on those with an incredible rank history but we're adding to that by including managers with an interesting story to tell uh, we'll also focus on managers who are a unique insight into the game my name is joe and today i'm joined by once again greyhead uh who like us at meet the manager is focusing on some of the best managers in the game through his great and the good league which is on fantasy a football scout do search for that um greyhead welcome how are you very well
0: Um absolutely uh, delighted to be uh to be back on uh talking to you uh, talking to you joe um we're in the midst um, of uh, my free hit during a game week uh, 22 so um it's um i think we're at half time i think it's fair to say yes. in terms of judging how successful it's been
1: so uh, yes. hoping for better it's good good to time stamp this um it definitely yeah. we're, we're, we're looking ahead to game week 23 we're in the middle of game week 22. um this series is designed really for people to look at whenever they want really years to come or um uh, just because we're getting the insight from the best so what we're doing with this time is a little different um we've got you in here because this is a sort of season so far recap mm. um we're taking advantage of this uh this period in the uh, quite crazy covid impacted winter of uh, the 21-22 season to have a look at see um some of your top managers in the great and the good and some of those that we focus in meet the manager which includes yourself um, and how they've been doing over the season so far see if we can really learn anything so we'll, we'll sort of start with your research and then I'll, I'll do a little bit at the end about uh, just a recap on some of the meet the manager uh, managers so far um, so um, what I'll do is I'll put um, the list of the, your great and the good league as it stands so far and this shows that as uh, Fabio Borgia, um, FPL general are the ones in and around the top 10,000 um, and uh, Mark Southern's bringing up the rear with um, the inventor oh. of fancy football scouts um, but I'm sure he won't be there for long. Um, uh, Les who was unfortunately uh, one of the many victims of, of being hacked unfortunately so we've got his score um, of what it should be uh, prior to that hack and then uh, myself, uh, Jeff uh, and Yavas uh, uh, in and around the top 100k. Um, so that's who we are. Um, so, yes, we've got, got a few, you've got a few stats and things. What do you want to, what do you want to start with then? <laughs>
0: um, I think um, uh, what I'd probably like to do is because I think that the season itself has kind of been broken down into a, a few stages, if you like. So um, what? one of the reasons that i do uh do the league or, or track these managers and, and as, as you were saying some are, some are good some are very good managers but i think um but i think most of all i kind of track these managers because uh they're, a lot, they're kind of very engaged in, in the actual um not seen in, in fbl so um and also a lot of them have kind of good stories to tell and different styles um so personally i find it useful just to kind of check in um, and see how they get on and, and also look back as well because mm-hmm. i think um, just by looking at how they've kind of performed um, over the season, you can learn some some lessons. Um, and I'm a great believer that you can learn not only from, you can learn from anyone. I think in, in my mind, um, in, in terms of the uh, the managers available. So these are these are some of the ones that I track. But but what I've done is uh, it's just kind of almost done a half-time report on on, on these managers to uh, to to get a sense of uh, of what what's happened uh, so far. Um, and the way I broke, the way I kind of generally would say the season has gone uh, to date was that um, it's kind of gone into kind of four, five-ish kind of stages, if you like. Um, so we started off where Template was king, yeah. and I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, then we had lots of noise about the uh, the the awful word freemium came mm. to know, which is also about you know Lukaku. Ronaldo and, and and salah um and, and the kind of promise around that then there was very much a switch to you know big at the back actually became okay. uh, a reality and then obviously uh more recently we are in the times where it's um, covid chaos so um literally just trying to work out week for week <clears throat> week for week what is going to happen how we're going to react okay. um, and how we do it so, so using those four stages i've kind of picked
1: out some dates. i mean i mean all, all, all seasons have know stories within a a story but but this season especially I think this has been a a season many seasons and for a a manager like me who's quite patient the Covid chaos element of the season is an absolute horror show because you can't plan you can't um, uh, 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 it's really difficult to um, you know look ahead and and get those target players in, because you just got to react quickly from week to week. And if you've got family and kids, and it's just really hard work. Um, But um, the strength in the template is is much better for managers like me. Um, But however, some other managers, more risk takers, might be able to adjust more to those COVID customers. So I suppose, I guess there's some of the narratives we're looking at. Um, Do you wanna, I've got a, a slide here. It says, template start. So I'll put that up and then you can um, explain what we're looking at here. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, no. So I think um, last time uh, last time uh, we, we spoke, um, I think it's, it's fair to say that all these managers are, you know, they've got a good rank. Um, uh, I think the, the lowest is about 150K, um, but um, as you rightly mentioned, and um, I think there's at least half of them are in the top fifty, top sixty at the moment. So um, they've all done well, um, and we were talking about you know why why is that the case? Why why have they all done so well? Um, and I think looking back at those different phases, the different narrative of the story, um, that that first narrative was very much around um, the the template and how strong it was. So, um, and I want to just kind of look back and say, well, I know did the data support that, or is actually? Um, uh, a fallacy so but when you but when you look at this what i've got here is effectively um pulling um uh, data from mm-hmm. our friend ragabolly uh, yeah. on, on live fbl mm-hmm. um he he obviously does a, a template um almost like percentage if you like based on how similar squads are to the um uh to the top 10k uh, and then i looked at the the ranking when it came to game week uh, four so almost like you know depending on how template team, how well they did. And that was a very simple kind of color coding. So green is obviously uh, very much uh, aligned to, to template. Um, and I think this kind of highlights that um, at the start, it was such a strong template um, and uh, it worked and everyone did uh, very well as a result. Um, when I look, back at, um, when I look at back at the squad there, everyone had Salah, everyone had yeah. Bruno, um, everyone had Trent. Um, everyone had antonio and then you had the the people we probably don't have in our sports now they've like luke shaw mm-hmm. and simicast for example yeah. but um it was just a very solid core um and it, it like i say it, it worked it proved successful um so um someone like um uh, tom stevenson who's mm-hmm. very close to that template um did uh, did very well as a result
1: um, so yeah, I mean that just shows. Um, I mean, I, know, I speak for myself, but I know lot, lot, lots of managers and lots of engaged managers who you follow on Twitter and Fantasy football scout. They, um, they, there was a strong start and there was a, a feeling of optimism about. I mean, so many of us um, were like, "Wow, I'm in the top hundred k in the first two or three weeks. This is this is it. This is the one. I'm going to win it." And yeah. then gradually, reality and the various <laughs> narratives you've been talking about those those four or five narratives suddenly yeah. came into play and we've had to play different games um yeah. so um yeah well, i mean one of those things that's cha- changed was um um looking at uh wild cards so i've, yeah. got, I've got a slide here so wild card impact as well so I, i've got a minus next to my name here so um <laughs> with trepidation i'll put it up so wild card impact
0: no, I, I thought this one was quite interesting, um, because um it kind of it kind of talks about the, the timing mm. of the wildcard and how to use a wildcard. Um and, and, and when I think back um, to how I've used a wild card in the past, um I kind of associated more, you know, does my team look mm. pretty awful, therefore I need yeah. to I need to wildcard? Um whereas I think over over time what I've looked at is actually can you be slightly more um uh thoughtful in terms of actually kind of planning when your mm-hmm. wild card is gonna is gonna take place to sink to, to take to sync in with um picture swings in mm-hmm. the um in the um yeah. in the in the season that, that that lies. So um I really want to just kind of take a look at when, you know, the various um mm-hmm. managers in this league kind of time their their fixed at that time sorry, their so of wild card, um, what impact that had over a kind of five week period. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just from before they the rank before they um, play their wild card to, to five weeks later and then and it's just quite understand what what's happening around that time. can we actually learn anything in terms of when it should should be played? Um, and, and basically um, what it shows is that the ones that obviously time their uh, time their wild card um, towards that towards that kind of game week uh, eight, maybe even kind of game week seven time um are the ones that actually kind of gained the most rank um and if you think about what was happening around that time Mm -hmm. that was a time that we saw the switch to um chelsea's uh much more promising fixtures Uh, we saw city improve um and that was a time there was that that almost like that that move to investing in your defensive um uh players so Mm -hmm. um that's when you know now we've got, now almost like red place where everyone's got Trent, everyone's got Cancelo, um, and then um, probably kind of another Chelsea or another city. So that, that
1: was the time when that sort of started. So the, these guys who, who, who wildcarded then yep. could just get, get onto that quick, whereas those who perhaps wildcarded before were having to use transfers and hits to get to that if they wanted, and those who hadn't wildcarded yet at all, obviously similar thing. Yeah, absolutely,
0: sets. absolutely. So it, 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 for me, it's just something to think about as I'm going to go forward in, in future seasons. Just, you know, can I be more deliberate in terms of when I play that wild card rather than be reactive? Because I mean, by, by picking those times, I think that, that kind of, that shows here anyway it's certainly been successful this time around um, compared to when somebody who ever managed to have played their wildcard you
1: know, I remember in times in the past with successful wildcards for, for myself and, and other people I remember it's been that, it's that key pivotal fixture swing and it's particularly around Man City uh, I remember in times before doing that um, so I think the lesson to l- learn here would be if you see that fixture swing like we saw with Chelsea and Man City Go for that, and d- don't be afraid to wildcard into that something that's going to last you on paper at least four to five, six weeks or so.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think the timing, the, the timing of it was key, especially this year. Um, I think the ones that, that that did time their work earlier earlier this year, I get it because I think it was trying to take advantage of that yeah. premium we talked about, trying to get Ronaldo in, which um, obviously um, didn't didn't kind of work out as well, but obviously successful. And then the ones that timed it later um obviously looking at kind of swings. I think it was going to be a swing towards United later on in that season and also the mighty Brentford at the mm. time as well. But I think but I think for me it's just it's just something to consider when you're looking at your wild card. Um, and, and I think we could also think about it being for this season. So when I'm looking at my wild card for this season, even in all the chaos, mm. I think we could predict that, you know, come game week thirty one onwards we're going to see plenty of doubles. So that's when you should be thinking about um looking at
1: your wild card there definitely so um yeah as we could see there um as fpl general fabio tom and 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 so far um did very well with their game week eight oh one i mean all, all all of those are are positive in, in different degrees um and it shows i mean you speak to myself there as one of the the game week four people <laughs> um yes i went down there i'm back up again and i think i got up to about 60k at some point Absolutely. as well yeah. but what you were saying if i'd perhaps waited and game week eight, I could have been higher. And that's, that's something, a lesson for perhaps all of those watching and listening who perhaps wildcarded in game week four. Um, game week, the game week 10 wildcard, oh. it's just Matthew, uh, Matthew and Mark there. They haven't done well from that. So what, what was the problem with that one? Um, I think they almost well, it, well obviously they,
0: they they left it too they left it too late uh, okay. effectively. Um, so uh, when I look at what they did in those wildcards, um, the actual moves they made were fairly minimum, if you like. Yeah. Um, so um, and it was actually bringing in um, it was actually to, to, at the time it's a kind of jump on the form of Chilwell because obviously Chilwell was looking explosive and I think they were very unlucky then that Chilwell's injury came about um, and also they were jumping on. Um, the uh the, the brentford swing yeah. if you like so i think they, they both tripled up on brentford because that was a team to seem to be you know you get your tony's um and or however you pronounce that. i always mm. pronounce those like that <laughs> not wrongly so apologies for that. but um however investing those was, was seen as being a kind of good strategy with victors. but again as a team they they kind of haven't quite lived up to that that potential so um again it's kind of taken advantage trying to trying to jump onto a fixture swing of sorts but it just didn't really kind of pan out yet.
1: I guess um, a lesson there could be if you see a fixture swing for a lesser team mm. well then just you don't have to rearrange your team for that <laughs> you could just maybe get one of their assets in yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. but 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 for those like Chelsea and, and City Liverpool I guess as well um, these would be the ones to target yeah I found, found that interesting there um, next slide formation so this is the sort of um, the story of the season so far in terms of what everyone's um, line how they're lining up you know whether it's three four three or big at the back um, so yeah t- take us through what's what's been happening here with formation with it, these managers
0: well yeah um, certainly over the last uh, few seasons ever since uh, we've been uh, I've been following them or, or writing the articles on team the uh the, the preferred formation has always been three four three mm-hmm. um, there's been some slight variation towards three five two but it's always been there's always, always like, also felt like a comfort blanket if you like to go back to three four three has been has been the way forward um, but absolutely uh, in, in terms of this season you can see that the investment has, uh, has swung to to move towards that that four those there's four defense uh, defensive players and I think um again going back to um, being being flexible in your approach being able to kind of uh, read the room if you like in mm. terms of how the season is going um, those managers who have kind of moved early to that kind of three, four at the back have, have kind of prospered um, certainly um, I think from a, from about the kind of the you know game week uh, 13 14 mm. 15 at such time uh, the likes of Fabio and SPR general have done have done well and and um, um if just picking on, on on fabio for a bit so in terms of the way he's invested he's very much kind of stuck with having two defensive uh two city defenders and his team trent as well and then he kind of brought in james around that time and then has kind of recently swapped him out but but my point here is, is again that, that that kind of the flexibility so um i think on the last last um discussion we had we we're talking yeah. about do you have third formation i think I think to answer your question again would be I think it's just you have to be flexible. You have to go with what, yeah. with where the where the value is uh, at any point in, in in the season. I think the ability to flex is kind of reflected
1: here as well. I mean, I think I think with um, with with the COVID section of this season, mm. um, I um, and I and I imagine many other managers. They I, I, I I've tried not to have any. I've tried to have all players that I can play. Mm. um i mean unfortunately I, I like many others maybe still have livermento who is injured but but nevertheless um the the attempt there is to try and get as many because each week i don't know what formation is best um mm. at the moment so you can see here game weeks 13 to 16 we suddenly have this 5-3-2 and there's mm. 11 11 um t- was that 11 times was uh, that's been used uh, yeah. uh, during yeah. that time and then um Four four two, interestingly, in the current COVID um section, um twenty seven times absolute runaway uh formation. And I guess that shows that it's sort of in the middle, isn't it? People have people are capable of doing three four three, capable of five at the back, but they're sort of plumping for four four two. It's a bit of everything, bit of defenders, bit of midfield, still getting some attackers in there. Um and three four three from Game weeks one to four, 36 times, and then just twice. It's just gone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: No, and I think, I think it's like you say, there's a combination of investing where the value is in the bigger of the back, but also, as you're right, said like kind of COVID. Yeah. So I think, he, he, look at a lot, a lot of what the manager have done is they've actually, they can't afford to have that, you know, that 4.0 defender that doesn't play. Um, and, and so actually having a kind of strong squad and actually having defensive uh, players who will play has meant that it's kind of switched towards that. So, Livermento until his, obviously his injury, was a gift this season because he knew he was going to play. Um, but even going up beyond that, we still made sure, if it wasn't um, an extra City or Chelsea defender, to double at the back. We had someone like Ben White who, well, fixtures permitting, was normally meant to, meant to play as well. So, um, yeah, I think there's been um, certainly... As we've hit the kind of the turmoil of the uh, the fixtures and rearrangements, uh, it's become even more important to make sure you've got um, 15 playing players.
1: Really. Well, it mean, just occurred to, to me in terms of narrative when um, uh, the Liverpool um, attackers like Salah and Mane return from AFCON, mm. in fact, all the AFCON players return, um, Chelsea eventually return from the Club World Championship. We, yeah. Covid eases, hopefully, um, mm. as, as we get into warmer weather. Mm. Um, what what's the next narrative gonna be? Um, do you think it will return back? Everyone will have three four three again, and captain Salah. Um,
0: I, I I think we probably will see um, a shift back towards three four three. It's very much uh, that what is I think the next phase for me will be everyone is hopefully making plans for getting Salah back in. That that's yeah. the kind of the, the next piece, and then yeah. I think also being prepared to take hits during what is going to continue to be. Obviously, reschedules and chaos for the next for the next few weeks. For me, it depends on what's going to happen. You know, post game week thirty, uh, yeah. for example, because obviously that's when uh, we're more likely to see, uh, the doubles and and hopefully, hopefully there might be a bit more normality um, in terms of the COVID situation. So I think that that's where it's going to be. That's going to be the next now in terms of actually how you plan for that. And then I think within that time you'll see managers feel more comfortable to have non-playing players on their squad and then therefore they probably will see you switch back to the 3-4-3 where they feel a bit more comfortable with that um, normality
1: I mean, one thing I've, I've been thinking and i don't know whether, whether the other viewers or listeners have as well um yeah. is um what's burnt me and perhaps others this season has been investing in those premium strikers lukaku didn't live up to expectations Ronaldo through injury and Manchester United it's just simply it's not sort of gelling for him and them um in general um and 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 I'm just thinking well I I I do like uh, two or three strikers but I am thinking of Antonio, Dennis, Calvert-Lewin, Watkins, Ings, I'm thinking of these types of players, and I'm not really thinking. So, do you think that the the new three four three perhaps won't have a Kane or a, a Ronaldo?
0: Yeah, I, I I mean, again, looking at like you said, those those heavy hitters up front have not really performed. Um, so, um, actually, um, investing some of those mid price and even even kind of lower mm. budget options because I, I, I still think Broha is a very yeah. good option. He's only 5.1. He's fine. If he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't play every week, he'll come on and do something every now and again. Um, so I'm a big fan of him. Um, obviously, you've got the Watford strikers who are who are cheap as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I see the the three four three being where you actually look at the more mid-price, kind of cheaper strikers at, uh, and then look to kind of fill at your midfield where, um, where all the money's... Um, what the value
1: is uh, right now, anyway? So um, we, we mentioned captaincy. We mentioned Mo Salah mm. there. So that mm-hmm. that's really been the captaincy story of the season. Our reliance on Mohamed Salah yeah. has been amazing <laughs> as a captain yeah. option. When he's gone, um, some people can do well. Those who captains Fernandez this week, uh, and some less well. Those who captains say a Ronaldo. Um, so we're sort of flailing without him as managers. Yeah. Um, but let's have a look. I've got the next slide of captaincy here. Um so yeah, what what's what's the story? I mean, Mo Salah is huge there in but yeah, what what's the general story really for the uh, the captaincy for us all? Yeah, it's,
0: it's all about Mo, I'm afraid. Um yeah. and so, so Mo Mo is dominated. But um, and again, I think what's interesting here is that again that's suited people whereby, you know, they have a set they have a set captain each mm. week and then they can um use there and then, it's, then the captaincy isn't really as, as much as kind of a swing factor um if you like um, in terms of their in terms of their rank um so but what what has been interesting as you, as you look at it, again obviously first of all captaincy is, is a big factor in terms of how well the managers performed um the, the, i've ranked the names basically the managers basically mm. are according to where they're ranked in game week 20. so again it's kind of half-time report. so again it shows captaincy is, is, is a big deal but what, but what is interesting here is is, is again your 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 style as a uh, as a manager. So depending on how comfortable you mm-hmm. feel with taking uh, taking risks, because so, I think there have been um, opportunities um, during the season to kind of bet against Mo. And obviously certainly now when he's not around. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when we look at some of these managers, Magnus is a, is a big one to kind of bet against the, the trend. It, but I should say he doesn't do it every week. I mean he's he's captain Mo majority, but yeah. he. He's one of the unfortunate souls who who went for Havertz, you know, back in um, was it game week nine? I yes. think it was uh, where he where he did that. Um, but also, um, uh, I guess he's he's done it. He's done it just this week past. So he was one uh, that uh, bet against Ronaldo um, um, and, and decided to go with Bruno. So that's kind of paid off. So so again, I think it the the the, the lesson here is. Um, know yourself know what know what you're comfortable with in terms of risk it, it can but also be prepared to um take the highs and lows so again the example there of magnus has taken a low in terms of habits, but has been rewarded recently in terms of mm. in terms of the high um as well so um yeah i think that's be, be, being comfortable with risk and knowing what kind of man you are is a, is a key thing i've picked up no?
1: yeah i mean that's um i mean for those that like the security of, of, of a familiar face like um like um, Salah, it, it, it's been it's been good, but yeah, you're right. It's it, for those that like to gamble on a manager, the the Havertz one. I, I think that's really stung. I think that's going to really impact managers for years to come. They'll still mm. remember. Oh yeah, I was badly burnt there, and um, and it might put put some off. Um, but then you mentioned that um, as uh, captain Foden in game week twenty, Um yeah. and Antonio yeah. in game week six. So he took some risks there. Went. Ac- against the template there and really paid and, it off so it can exactly,
0: be exactly 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 and, and, and again it's a similar point it goes back to how comfortable you are mm-hmm. into i mean as with all these things when it comes to captaincy cap you've got to pick your pick your week um as it were um, so i think it's picking your week and then also um just being just being able to kind of you know shake it off so go back to your point are you someone that's going to be affected by the, the habits horror for the rest of the season and going forward are you someone who's going to feel kind of comfortable knowing that it didn't come off this time but um,
1: you can have another go in a, in a few weeks when the, uh, when the moment arises um i've got another slide here it says um squad depth and bench strength so yeah what's what's the story of these managers so far this season in terms of um their squad depth and their bench strength
0: yeah, so this goes back to uh, the, the the point you were making around um, around COVID uh, and around the number of cancellations and um, and, and changes that we've had um, or last minute changes we've had to kind of adapt to. Um, certainly during the, the, the latter part of the season. But I think one point here was that what's interesting here is that even before we hit obviously the the, the chaos that exists at the moment, there was there was some rotation kind of building up uh, from kind of. Um, game week um, eight onwards. Um, so I think it's what's interesting here is again that the ability of managers to kind of flex and adapt their style. Um, so um, again, the likes of um, the likes of, of Fabio here um, have actually kind of invested more in their squad and more mm. in their bench uh, to make sure that they've always got their cover. Um, we're seeing more of these managers actually now got two playing keepers. So there was a that we kind of used to have that trend a couple of years ago where everyone had two, four point five, and you rotated, etc. But we seem to be shifted away from that at the start of this season, where you just kind of picture you picked your one keeper, which is normally Sanchez at the time, and you kind of went, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride it out. Whereas because of, because of what's happened with all the rotation and, and the chaos, um, I think that the the managers who have been able to um, invest in their squad and get that strength there have actually been kind of rewarded and done have done better um but um yeah so I think that's the kind of the, the key thing from there recognizing
1: that, that recognizing the chaos is coming and recognizing that you need to invest in your in your bench as a well. result. so yeah looking at the um looking at this table here in terms of auto subs so mm. uh, the number of substitutes that that that, that came in through rotation or injury or covid um it was looking like game weeks five to eight and 13 to 16 seemed to be there was a lot of that um but it seems to have game 17 to 20 sort of even down not that many um have been used so what what does that indicate because I, I was just i, I would have thought in that, in that period it would have been a huge amount of um um bench points coming in
0: it's, it's more reflection we didn't have enough players to be honest oh, <laughs> like, oh it, 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 it was that bad we didn't um, we didn't even have the subs to call on when it came to that benches. point so
1: I uh, see. yeah i, I just but, wanted to clarify that because yeah yeah because it, it goes against what you would think but yes you're right um thinking my own team yeah that they have just haven't had the numbers
0: <laughs> no i mean more and more i mean during that period we saw you know teams of just nine nine players getting out as it were so uh, that that was uh, that was what kind of impacted there. So it was that kind of that period up to that bit where there was uh, the most kind of call on the um, call on the bench, as it were. But I mean, like I say, even even start even at the start of the season, there was a lot more need to to call to your to your bench. So um, as I, I remember using you as an example, don't I? Um, up to um, up to game week twelve, even that first twelve weeks, you made you had eight auto subs during that period. Um, compared to last season where you'd make kind of one or yeah. two orders of the come on. So, um, I think, I think as we go into the fact that we have that that the bigger teams where we naturally kind of invest our times do tend to rotate more. I think it does mean that you are going to have to naturally kind of always make sure you've got, you've got more of that squad. So, um, certainly, um, we're in a time where I think having at least kind of two plane, um, mm subs is, is, is key really
1: and and I, I, I guess the to- total auto sub points, that's key as well because the players you've got on the bench that are coming in, that are being subbed in um, mm-hmm. aren't your one and two point ones it's it's the ones that could get an assist or a goal, it could be the odd six or seven points here and there um, yeah absolutely,
0: yeah. absolutely, I mean again just to, to use um, Fabio as a, yeah. an example so uh, it's a bit of an extreme example but in, in game week 20 his bench was Bowen which he actually regrets because he got a double hall yeah. that week. Uh, but also uh, uh, Pookie and also Ben White as well. Yeah. So three players who aren't bad, um, but they were actually on his bench that week. So yeah. uh, it's a bit of an extreme yeah. point, but uh, yeah, you, you can't get away with just, um, just fodder, I'm
1: afraid. Um, not, not many or, or none in, have used their bench boost yet. No. And, and, um So I imagine that's going to be another sort of narrative in the season to come. How the bench boost is constructed because we've all as managers this season learned a bit more about our benches we've seen a bit more of our benches with it oh i didn't realize uh diop was there and and, and so on <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah okay um yeah let's have a look at transfer hits so yeah i know what hits are i know what transfers are what's 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 transfer hits i'll put a I'll put slide <laughs> up and you can tell us all yeah no
0: it's 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 basically kind of effectively kind of hits um as, as it were um or that they, they've taken over the, over the season um mm-hmm. and again it's a kind of it's, it's a similar story really um whereby um they've had people have had to adapt their style so going back to what we were saying at start i'm very similar to you mm-hmm. i i don't like taking hits yeah. i'm a very cautious manager um i should probably be not quite as cautious as i am so um but all all the managers you can see here is as the season has gone on, have just had to feel comfortable. <laughs> it's quite taking
1: striking,
0: hits. isn't it? it? It is absolutely. I mean, it, I mean, it's almost like um, every week now, um, I pretty, pretty much all managers are going on, on a minus four just to make sure that they've got um, a starting um, eleven. Um, and it's and you just have
1: to feel I, and you just have to feel comfortable. With it. I can't remember the last time I didn't take a hit to field eleven. Um, and yeah. you just have to but they're here yeah. so um, um, for, for those listening um, to the podcast version basically what this slide is is, is showing um, in terms of transfer hits is that um, there's not many <laughs> early on um, the odd minus four the occasional minus eight and then when you look at game week 17 to 20 um, well I'm on minus 28 uh, in terms of points so I've taken seven um, Others are on minus 20, minus 24, and so on. Um, so that's the picture we're looking at there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this shows the impact that, that COVID has had on this particular narrative. I think so. And,
0: and also for me, kind of, hopefully, um, it illustrates that, again, we shouldn't really class managers as being kind of maverick and dullard when it comes to yeah. the hits, as it were. Um I think for me, it's all about when is when is it right for your team to, to, to take hits, and when is it going to make uh, when is it going to make sense. Yeah. So um, obviously, right now it makes sense to get out um, playing a uh, full plane eleven. But even yeah. before then, when I look at some of the hits that were taken, so um, FPL Matthew, who's yeah. a very cautious man to trade, he was he took quite a lot. He took a minus eight towards the start of the season, yeah. but it was for for a long-term benefit in terms of. You know, allowed him to to bring in. The, he brought in kind of Ronaldo um, at the time, um, and he's also able to bring in the Ramento and, and Yotter, et etc. So, I guess my overall point here is: don't feel, don't don't try and get boxed into either being, you know, a, a cautious manager or not. Really, you have to kind of flex it and be be ready to do what you need to do to, to get your team in, you know, right, right. Yeah, state.
1: you've got to, you've got to mix it up, and and, and this season. In particular here um, so I've got some stats about the the 10 managers or so that I've interviewed for meet the Manager here so it's not so comprehensive one is that I don't want to repeat you know exactly the same things two is I'm um, much far I'm um, really lazy <laughs> so, uh, so I haven't done as much but I've done a bit and hopefully this will add to the discussion about the season so far four seasoned engaged and and, and, and good managed great and good managers um, so um, this is just some simple just some simple stats I gathered just in general about, about the managers um, on meet the manager do have a look on the channel we've got a, a, a separate section the meet the manager do just do have a look because they're all different including yourselves uh, and all in different uh all, all, all got different strategies and they've had to deploy different strategies so uh the formation so far on the whole that has been used has been 343 four, three and 442 which tallies what you were saying the 343 three everyone went for and then everyone moved to more big at the back and i think more the seasoned engage managers have sort of gone for the middle they're sort of mm. neither one nor the other i'm not prepared to have five at the back i'm not prepared to lose um, all my strikers so four four two sort of a happy medium but four five one has been the best it, amongst all of the managers i found out i looked at their average um you know, their average scores for each of those formations and the one that came out the most is four five one um and then three five two and the common theme there is something that i thought at the beginning of the season i think we all thought invest in your midfield because they're the ones and, and that is proving the case still so there's still something is the same <laughs> this season yeah. which yeah. is good um, this is the same the very similar bit captain Salah exactly, pretty similar to your, your findings here handed the armband 14 times on average by each of the, the managers I've interviewed so far and the average captains they used was around 5 which is very similar really we'll stick with Sa- Salah occasionally move off in terms of ranks, this, including yourself, the the, the, the ones we picked for meet the manager so far are doing really well. The average is fifty eight thousand seven hundred and two. This was going into game week twenty two. It could be even mm. higher now. Um, so that proves that they're all doing really well. If the average is that, um, so some very strong ones there. And the highest going into game week twenty two is Vanya, and um, and those um, who've been watching who've watched his one. Vanya is a uh, former professional footballer still plays semi-pro in ukraine um his interesting insight into the game was looking at players and saying i i know what's going through their head or um why is that player not scoring why is that player scoring he he knows what's happening on the pitch much more than uh, but he's also very good at fpl um so he is now uh, i wanted to focus a little bit on him because he's now up to 256 um and so he could could win it never know yeah. um so this is his team game week 22 so far i saw this and i thought wow because uh, i thought i thought that at the time when i was interviewing him i thought you know you, you know your stuff with fpl but he's on 73 points um and yeah obviously there's uh, those sliding door moments <laughs> this week what is the sliding door moment for game week 22 fernandez get Fernandez in and captain him and that's what he did so he's got 28 points from him so he's on 73 game week rank of 33k so far so far this is all could could all change um but I, I wanted to just highlight him a little bit because I've got his season so far um and here we go um I've got I put his uh, uh Twitter address up there winter underscore two underscore close so uh do do check him out but his season so far typifies sort of what you've been talking about uh really about this sort of sort of season of many many narratives um and and a, a, a manager like vanya has hit all of them he's yeah. he's he's got that template so his overall rank at the, at the start was you know 253,000 up to you know it was in the it was in the top 100k by game week four and then he he timed his wild card really well. I mean, just initially he got an initial twenty 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 two twenty three point return. So it was it was seventy seven points he got from his game week five wild card. Wow, the average okay. that week was fifty five. So he immediately, yeah. bang, got a return, yeah. and it yep. showed, and he and it propelled him up from within that. If you're taking that five week um, window, so he went from um, seventeen. Well, he went right up to seventeen eighteen k. And then, and then within that time, he was well into the top 5k suddenly uh, with the use of that wild card, And then he free hit in game week 19. So this has been another thing. We get another free hit this season. Yeah. Um, I, I actually gained with my one, but I gained from a very low base because I hardly mm. had any players. Yeah. So uh, naturally, I would have done better. But yeah. but Vanya's done really well with his game week 19. Um and uh, that 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 propelled him from just inside the top thousands to inside the top 500. Um, mm. So he's been in and around there ever since. So yeah, I, I think
0: the three hit the three hits an interesting one because, um, like you say, we have all been given a mm. a second one. So. Um, i mean i think and again um when i look look at some of the, the managers in the ones that i track i mean some of them have already played it um earlier on some of it are still uh, still got to got to go as well so i think that could be another decisive moment yet um unfortunately i can't really i'm not ready to say to, to say when it's going to be most effective to, to play that uh to play that chip but uh already some of them very well are out of it so um Magnus uh, played it um, a couple weeks ago he did very well for example so um yeah so I think again that could be quite a key one to know when to when to play it so uh, I think the brave souls who leave it towards the uh, the final straight
1: could either do very well or maybe not quite as well yeah. as mine now so yeah definitely I mean with in my case it was it was I was faced with a minus twelve or a free hit yeah so i yeah. i um I think I worked out I was about 20 points up,
0: yeah. but nevertheless
1: that was included, removing Ronaldo who scored that week and okay. bringing in that's Salah really and captaining him who got his first 0 and 177 appearances. Um, so despite that failure, it was still a success, but that's for my team, but yeah. other teams like for example, Vanya, they've used it much more aggressively, they've been okay, but
0: yeah. then
1: they've used it to, to take take the plunge.
0: No, absolutely, and I think also what another interesting point you mentioned there was just he's someone who understands how footballers yeah. footballers yes. think, yeah. um, and and I do think there is there is something in that. So, um, as I said, I mean some of the people I track are people who are kind of well known, engaged managers, but there's obviously other people that um, I talk to and various kind of you know I, I, I mm. as, you, as you're aware, I run or help run the uh, uh, the community tournament, and mm. that's allowed me to speak to various people, and there's mm. there's one on there, Geordie, who's a is a current footballer, and he gives a completely different perspective to some of the other players. I've got someone else as part of that group who's, um, who's very, very new uh, to FPL. So Tom, but again, it's a different perspective. So I think if, if anything, all this kind of proves that there's different, different views are helpful as you look to kind of build, up your, build your own team and build your own style as well.
1: I mean, I think um, this week with the, with the example of Vanya with Fernandez, exactly that point you were talking about about knowing, players so we we, we we could all see that um, Fernandez and Ronaldo is not sort of working for Manchester yeah, United yeah, yeah. um but I think other people had seen in the in the matches without Ronaldo where where Fernandez has played something that's not shown up in the stats and it hasn't really shown up in in output in terms of goals and assists but what has shown up is maybe it's a, an expression on his face maybe it's a, yeah. a body language but what people have noticed is how he as a perhaps as a, as a player, Looks yeah. like he's thriving on the pitch without Ronaldo, and people have picked up on that and taken a gamble this week because stats were... I think he, I think he had two shots, <laughs> two goals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one chance. It. That's, that's yeah. uh, but but it was it's something that we can't quantify. It's uh, yeah. he's obviously. Enjoying playing without Ronaldo,
0: and and there's also a degree of uh, luck and fortune, obviously. Cause and I'm sure. I'm sure many will point out yeah. that first shot was yeah. not uh, not guaranteed to go in until yeah. uh, until Martinez did what yeah. he did. But yes. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the, the, there is there is definitely a, a degree in, in yeah, of a kind of uh, fortune yeah, in, in all these things as well. But uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think the other thing is why it, it's again another thing this season has been just by being more engaged as managers, I, I, I think it feels quite tough for everyone mm-hmm. at the moment, especially for the ones that feel that, you know, we like to plan, I, I don't like it. But just if, if we could just kind of get through this, just by the fact that we are engaged and we do happen to know, or well, we can make an educated guest, the North London going to get called off mm-hmm. or, uh, we you know, people send you Instagram pictures of Ronaldo at various airports and so forth. Yeah. It all kind of, it kind of, just by being engaged, I think our ranks will be, We'll get through it, put it that way, and then it will allow yeah. us to strike as it gets later on Yeah, season.
1: I, I it Definitely, well. want, want the season to. want <laughs> to get yeah, through to it to end. <laughs> <laughs> to end, but I just want to get through it. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, but just, just, just finally, just want to mention. Obviously, we spoke about Vanya. What it's all of what I've learned from the managers. I've, everyone I've spoken to, including yourself, we've we've all learned, I've, I've learned something, and hopefully the viewers and listeners have as well. And um, we've mentioned about Vanya. It's his knowledge of players he can see those expressions on their face the body language and the first time he was talking about there it was Bomo at, uh, at Brentford kept hitting the bar some mm. FPL managers would look at that and go he's gonna score soon yeah. he Fania looked at that and went I'm not touching him I'm not going near him because he said if a player keeps doing that there's something up um mm. and and I guess he's just simply not as accurate and he mm. he was speaking in terms of being a player a, centre, a midfielder on the pitch, looking at a, a guy up front hitting the bar every week. <laughs> um, it, uh, Dave, uh, uh, we we had on the um, Meet the Manager as well, set up a family mm. league for managers yeah. um, uh, and their sons and daughters. Um, mm. So, um, so it's a family, and so it was something I've spoken about on the Scoutcast. It was it was that that feeling of, of sort of being. A, a, you can use fpl with your family you, you can be yeah. separated looking at your phone Oh, who got the assist and 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 you can you can bring your family into that if they're into football as well and so it's got loads of examples of, of, of dads there uh, and mums with uh, i think it's just dads at the moment so hopefully it's going to be mums as well um, okay. and and their their uh, their children playing it and rivalry and beating the parents which is good to so that's well good.
0: that's brilliant that's brilliant because for me that was i saw that league and yeah. that was really really good because yeah. for me that kind of like not only is it about family but just trying to go back to the heart is, this is meant yeah. to be fun yes. Yes, <laughs> so exactly. actually when you are getting upset yeah. about bruno it is actually meant to be fun in yeah. all this so i think that's a great way
1: and and, and there's been an enthusiasm with all, all the managers We've, yeah. we've interviewed Cleaning Yourself, but, but it was Ragabolli's one which really stood out. I yeah. think people were quite taken aback about how enthusiastic he was. Yeah. Um, he is an MIT professor in America. Um, and somehow he is for free creating uh, a massively well-known uh, and well-used website in livefpl.net. Um, yeah. Which is which is transformed how we think about the game, our understanding of FPL, and he's just simply doing that in his spare time. I I struggle to make a cup of tea in my spare time, but he's cre- created a, uh, a massive uh, popular uh, website. But his it was his enthusiasm, his massive enthusiasm yeah. uh, for the game, and and it I, I was starting to feel a bit down about the game. You're we talking about the lack of planning, and um, and I interviewed him. I came away from that going nope, enthusiasm back. Because he's so it's, it's infectious enthusiasm. So um, yeah, no, yeah.
0: I, and 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 I love all the stuff he he's done around that as well. I mean, I was someone who took part in his uh, virtual FBL league. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I um, do. Yeah, we spoke um, about that. Um, yeah. But the great thing about him is that he's he's. Um, I've often kind of asked him kind of questions on you know some of the data points as well. And he's an incredibly busy person, but he always seems to find a way of coming back and, and helping. Right. So um I just yeah, you you can't help but be carried away at that
1: level of thing for it. Um before we go, we're gonna wrap up with looking ahead to game week twenty-three. Um <laughs> and I, I'm gonna hesitantly say this. I'm gonna p I am going uh, to we have got your bus team plus the fixtures. At the time of recording, there haven't been any double game weeks announced perhaps during this during the recording there have been so there could be there could be a double game week for Villa possibly with Leeds or Burnley possibly they might not be Um, so um, this is as it stands very much as it stands that's the caveat there so um, what we've got here is your got your bus team and we've got the fixtures as they are. So, do you want to take us through, and for the benefit of those listening to the podcast as well, take us through your your team and your plans for gaming twenty
0: three? Yeah, sure. Um, so, just going through my team, I've got the here in uh, in goal, um, and I've got uh, Trent Cancelo and uh, uh, Diaz as well in in the defence, uh, three at the back, um, and then in midfield, I've got Gundogan. Um, he's still there. Um, mm. Gundogan is still there. Uh, Bowen, uh, Rafina. Uh, saka in mm-hmm. midfield and then up front i've got ronaldo antonio and broha uh, right. as well and then um, on the bench i've got foster son who i've still got there um uh, dawson and then uh, uh livermento
1: who we mentioned okay. earlier on as well so the two things i'm gonna ask is say say for example villa do get a double game week um what what, what are your plans there um who would you like to bring in
0: I think there's, there's actually quite a few um, options mm-hmm. that have come up on Villa now, and even even about the double, um, they've got some good fixtures coming up. So um, I do like the looks of uh, Luca uh, Digna in terms of uh, as a defence. So um, he's someone that I could bring in quite easily for Dawson, uh, for example. Um, he, he's he's someone who has um, you know uh, hurt me in the past. I think it's fair to say, but uh, but there's no doubt, um, certainly from what. Um, he's going to play a more of the advanced role. I think gerard has got a lot of kind of faith um, in that position and sees it being quite a creative position for his teams uh, based on his previous work at Rangers. So he's someone I'm looking at. But then in, in midfield, um, I think there's some good options. Um, uh, I know everyone's been talking um, that you can you can look at... I like Wendia, actually. Wendia is the one that's mm. kind of, I think, not mentioned as much. I thought he looked very good um, against United um, and I think he's... He's benefiting um, and, and becoming that player that we all hoped he's going to be um, at the start of the season. So he's someone that I could look to look to bring in as well. And then there's uh, my old friend Watkins <laughs> talking of hitting the woodwork quite a lot. So he, he's someone else that I'm thinking of as well. But I think generally in, in terms of this week, um, I'm actually trying to think about next week. Yeah. So a lot of my plan is salad. Oh, how do I how anticipate do I my next in?
1: question? <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. What's your salad plan? <laughs>
0: So I've got, there's basically two routes to it, as I see it. So, um, and a lot of it depends on Ronaldo. Um, So he's the, he's one that I can do. I can effectively move him down to someone like Watkins um, or someone else. uh, And then then obviously look to upgrade one of the midfielders uh, fairly easily to to Salah. So that's one route. Uh, The other route is Son. So mm. I could uh, make Sun into Salah um and again kind of downgrade um somewhere else in, in midfield. Again without not too much I could move Gundogan or um Saka down mm. to some of those um some of those villa midfielders. So th- there's two routes. Um and I'm almost thinking more about that to be honest mm. than, than this week. I see this week as being one just to just to get through. Um I'll probably get I'm already set myself up for kind of either small red grey type week. I'm not looking at it as being a big big week, Um, but again, if that's without the double, if a double gets announced, then I'll um, I'll take a hit again. Yeah, I mean I I
1: think I mean also got Ronaldo and I don't have Salah, and I I, I'm I'm actually resigned to taking a hit. I don't mind with Salah because. Salah is a player I'd be getting in for, well, how many weeks have we got left? <laughs> um, mm, pretty much mm. half the season. So he's going to repay me that minus four, I'm sure of it. And I, yeah. I can't see myself removing him again. I think the season has proved how much we need him. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, Ronaldo um, to a striker and, yeah, uh, and Mo Salah down, downwards. Um, and looking at Villa, yeah, Watkins, uh, Coutinho, point uh, mm. great options and luca Dean did look the better the better of the two but early days mm. um,
0: what well, i was going to ask you your, your view your view ask your view on ramsey actually in, in the villa because he's obviously yeah. uh, a very cheap but he's mm. um he looks <laughs> he could be a fantastic bargain if he if he
1: keeps on producing the way he is um, I, I is he somebody he, looking at um yeah um is. He, i don't things i don't need to because i've got about three million in the bank ah, okay so okay. i'm looking at Players like upgrading Livermento to Luca Dean, um, upgrading um, uh, a a midfielder. Maybe Gallagher. Maybe it's time he he went. Well, I don't know. He's he's done me well as well, so I might keep him. But if I was in the mind for a midfield, I would do that. And then the following week, I've got the money. Ronaldo and and someone. So um, yeah, I think I think there are there are lots of options. But I think if you do if you haven't got the money to stretch to. Uh, Coutinho or Buendia, then yeah, Ramsey's great. he's really great value. He could be just be the best value anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: um, yeah. I did. Re- I did realize how low a price he was. I saw it. I think he's at four point six yeah, yeah. now, and I think he could be just someone that could, like, say, allow us to free us some funds yeah. elsewhere. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, I think. I think uh, with Villa's fixtures are so good anyway in general, mm. um, that uh, I mean, as we see here, they're playing Everton um, without a manager. So we'll see how Everton's defence is, Um, but yeah, I think they're just so good in general going forward. Um, Before we go, I've got I've got my uh, I've got some stats Um, expected goal involvement the last four, um, and I've I've stripped out Afcon players, um, so that's why Salah's not in there. This is the last four matches they played, and this indicates perhaps some of the players that you or and and others Mm -hmm. might be thinking of. Um, If you haven't got Bowen. Get him in <laughs> yeah not too late um his expected goal involvement his is the highest amongst all non afcon players and uh, non-injured players and then and then lacazette is expected goal involvement very oh. high proves how pivotal he is to arsenals but but he is expensive um mm. then kane uh calvert lewin now duncan ferguson is taken over at everton so there we go um perhaps there could be resurgence there martinelli at arsenal um, very very cheap and and uh, a good Arsenal asset. There, they have doubles, trebles, quadruples coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ronaldo's still there. Um, Edward at Crystal Palace, another good cheap striker. Um, Sterling overlooked, mm. still doing well. Um, yeah. De Bruyne, another one as well. Uh, Antonio still. They did he get on assist at the weekend, and Alexander Arnold. Um, every week I wish I'd captained him every week, he does well.
0: <laughs> uh, he, I mean, I'd imagine he might be a a captain option uh, coming up this week, actually. Um, I think uh, against Palace, yeah. um, he's I mean, he's he's gonna be one of those players who, who's never gonna leave anyone's team all season, he's just gonna be everyone got him in, and he's gonna stay there for the uh, for the full duration. But uh, no, there's some, there's some good players to look at. I mean, Calvert Lewin is a really interesting one that, like you say. New manager, big dunk. What's he going to mm-hmm. do to uh, to Calvert-Lewin? Um, it's, uh, it, it depends how quickly he can kind of get back. Is he going to get back to that kind of injury, uh, past that injury and really look like the force he was previously? But uh, he's someone that um, I think could be good. Um, and also the other player that's not on here, but I think could be good and very much depend on whether or not he can ever come back from injuries. Bamford, I think if Bamford can get back from that injury, then he might become a factor, uh, certainly as we go towards the end of the season as
1: well. So. Definitely.
0: Plenty of choice. In, in,
1: in the new look, 343, which may emerge. Yes, yes, um, yes. But in the meantime, uh, Greyhead, it's been fantastic speaking to you about this. It's been really good to get an insight um, into the great and the good as, as, as a sort of a hook to describe our season so far. and That's where we may go with it, the new narratives that may emerge. Um, it's also been a good chance for me to, to reflect a bit, on the Meet the Manager series so far. Um, we've got plenty more interesting managers to come for the rest of the season, um, but it's been a good chance to sort of catch up and, and find out where we are with them. And especially uh, players like you, I mean, you're, you're doing particularly well. Whereabouts are you in the rankings at the moment? Uh, well, was
0: up to 800 before um, before this uh, before this week. Um, so I've just slipped out of the 1,000 as okay. it stands at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm hoping, and um, like I say, I'm on the free hits. I'm hoping yeah, I can are. get myself back in the top 1,000 uh, by then this week and then we'll see where we go from
1: there well I was very close to focusing on your your team specifically but then I noticed the value was slightly higher so I thought I'd go, go, go with him and also because we, you're, you're talking a lot about other managers as well Well, he, he, he gives me someone to target doesn't make sense I always yeah. like someone
0: to, to reinforce that would be, yes. be good
1: um, but yeah so uh, it's been interesting catching up um, uh, with that and the season so far but, but for now go ahead uh, thanks again Good luck with Gaming 23. Good luck with all the narratives that are to come in this season. Excellent.
0: Thank you very much, Joe. Pleasure.